Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, uh, to Goonies World. My name is Ryan, also known as Meanie, or Mean, or something along those lines. And uh, joining me today are Sean, also known as Johnny Pharaoh. Hi there, I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. And Colin, also known as Goonie. Hey, how you doing? And joining us once again is Zach, also known as the good Dr. H. Greetings. Also, Dr. Hottie. Formerly, yeah. Formerly. Uh, well, yeah, hypothetically. There, there was, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> didn't, wasn't that, didn't, wasn't that like written on a guitar, was it a guitar case or an amp Probably. or something? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't yeah. Remember. Probably on everything. Probably. Know. When you're 21 years old and someone gives you the nickname Dr. Hottie, you put it on, you know, whatever. Yeah, you that's find. sure. Right, that's a good right. point. I mean, that's... You should, you should see the tattoo on my butt. I thought that was well, a, well. That's uh, an it, awkward pause. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was. I was just waiting for you to, to pull your pants down. Oh, I mean, right. you know, I'm sure there's a zip like <laughs> sound effect that can go in there. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so we are going back once again to Jupiter Springs, where uh, M G and Dick E. Uh, but also known as Bloody Dicky and Dirty Dicky, and uh, their new boss, their strange old new boss, uh, Boomer, are currently. Uh, that's, that's Mr. Boomer to so- you. Sorry, Mr. Right. Okay, Boomer. Um, <laughs> gotta, gotta get to know him much better before you can call him okay. That's right. <laughs> um, and um, so. The following morning, um, everybody wakes up, as usual, at the alarm. Well, I assume Boomer probably... I probably got up about 4.30. That's what I was guessing, yeah. Something super early and, you know, sits around watching uh, the news or whatever. Whatever version of Fox News is available <laughs> <Right>. in this world, <laughs> right. yeah. I think it's just totally should still be Fox News. Totally pro alien. Totally pro alien. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. So it totally is Fox News, and it totally is Tucker Carlson um, <laughs> talking about how much he loves the aliens and how what an awesome job they're doing. It's just tremendous and all of that. Um, and but you guys. Um, Dickie and MG are, uh, I mean, your, your morning routine goes as normal for the most part up until you get to the train station when it seems hypothetically, anyway, that your destination may be slightly different today. One can only hope. I just would like a break from the factory. Yeah, at the very least. Yes. And, of course, we're acting on our supervisor's direct uh, express invitation, so I don't see how we could be penalized for not going to work today. We'll just give you a bloody dicky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, see you last episode. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I assume Boomer arrives Yep. as well um, to catch the... Uh, Seven o'clock train down to 
the big city. That's right, gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad that you uh, decided to come meet me here this morning. And uh, and uh, here's here's some some train passes. It looks oh like uh, these are probably not in our real names. I mean, or how are they specific to names? No, are they're they? not specific okay. to okay. names. Um, it's just uh, it just it's just sort of a pass that says it's like a kind of like equivalent to a train ticket. Um, uh, but they they look real, which would be really odd because they're would be pretty hard to get. It seems like you're a man who can get things done. Well, I, you know, hypothetically, know people that we might be uh, they might have helped me out here. So well, maybe I don't know. We'll find out. It's a uh, it's a long ride down to San Francisco, but it'll be a nice. I hope so. So. Uh, you guys board the train bound for San Francisco and uh, it takes off to the south and um, I mean it's going to take you know close to uh, too close to two hours probably to, to get there um, so that's a lot of time just to sit around doing nothing but it's kind of risky to uh have yeah. certain kinds of conversations. As we have, as I have learned, to the to the detriment of my notoriety score. Yeah, is there? Um, I had to hold our conversation until we arrive. Is there any? Is this like a train where there's there's like a little space between cars um, that might be outside? It's not outside per se. Have you been on like an Amtrak train where you can go, be- like go between the cars? I, I never have. So um, it's not outside. It's enclosed, like a subways kind of. Yeah, I mean you can go back and forth between them. Um, and you, having done that, you think you a couple people could that would that would be a place to get some privacy potentially on the train if you felt that was necessary. Seems suspicious. It would possibly raise suspicion for someone, for a couple people, to go in there and be in there for long enough to have a conversation. Yes, it would possibly be suspicious. Just be patient, Dickie. You'll learn more soon enough. So keep a watch and wait and keep your eyes open, sort of situation. Yes, I'm gonna check out these other passengers. Are, are there a lot of other passengers? Make sure there's no secret agents. Uh, it's a fairly full train. You assume, I mean, there's a uh, a marshmallow fluff factory in San Francisco as well. So many of these people are probably going to work there. Um, and some may even have leisure passes or something. Uh, I mean, you don't know. But everybody's wearing the same kind of coveralls. So, I mean, it's not like anybody stands out, which is the point. We're all just different shades of beige. Not in a great, you know, feel good and come together song type of way either. We're just hive workers. Um, which I love, I say, nervously, <laughs> nervously looking around at the. <clears throat> gotta remember, you talk too much, Plunger. I mean, MG. So, um. The train ride into San Francisco is pretty uneventful. And, uh. After close to two hours, you uh, 
find yourselves at the very, even much larger, even than Sacramento train station, uh, surrounded by the uh, tall buildings of downtown San Francisco. Lovely town. Really, really is. Yeah, but it's not as nice as it probably used to be. Well, let's save that conversation for the stroll, my friend. All right, gentlemen. Um, I, I thank you for... Uh, I can see that you're potentially sympathetic to this uh, this mission that we're on here. You notice that he's probably now using a little bit different terminology. Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah. It's gone from, uh, what were we saying before? Hypothetically, Hypothetically right. to, to a potential. Right. Uh, I, I think that you're probably somewhat on, on the level that you've come this far. So uh, I've been on a mission my entire life. And, right. I, and I think that's probably why you were identified for me to come get you and bring you back to our cause. You mean we were identified? You did say you'd heard of us. They can spot one talent. of their own. They spot talent. Uh, I mean, that's true. Yes. Uh, we're... we're generally familiar with your involvement in uh, back in Jupiter Springs and the uh, the woods and, and, yes uh, and so I would imagine that probably plays into uh, why we were uh, why I was sent to find you we have special see I always wish we could I always thought if we had done things differently we couldn't have known you but, keep but now we, yourself but, up but, thinking about but it. now we do know you might have the opportunity now. We'll see. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know much more from here. We're meeting a contact in the Transamerica Pyramid, the 32nd floor. Undercover contact. Transamerica Pyramid. And I'm imagining you guys at this point walking down the fairly bustling streets of... This is what we've been waiting for. That's right. This yeah. mission we've been training for all our lives in one way or another, Dickie. Yeah. Only Chip were here. All right, so you um, proceed down the uh, down the street, and you can see. I mean, I assume everybody knows what the Transamerica Pyramid looks like. Uh, oh yes, and you can see it not too far in the distance. Um, you know, it's one of the. It's probably the tallest building in San Francisco because I'm assuming the Salesforce Tower <laughs> never ended up being built. Um, so, um, you head in that direction. Very powerful shape, the pyramid. I ever tell you about all the mystical properties of pyramids? It's actually not mystical at all. It has total basis in scientific fact. Yeah, I've heard all that before. Oh, no, there are, there are thousands and thousands of bits of supporting evidence, all of which I will tell you about right wow, now. Wow, what are you talking about? Pyramid power, pyramid oh. power. That was, uh, That's like a TV show, like a game show where they win money and stuff. It should have been. If it wasn't, it should have been. No, I, I slept underneath a pyramid uh, for years. Uh, a pyramid made out of uh, simple drinking straws suspended above my head. It's yes. one of the reasons for my luxurious uh, head of hair, which I maintain even to middle age, as well as my super normal intelligence, as I've always told you. Who would have thought that plastic drinking straws would have such power? I, I, and uh, we were we were told that they would ruin the earth. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe they did. Maybe they did after all. 
So we should probably come up. Uh, I don't imagine that we're going to have any trouble, but uh, well, we are dressed as factory fluff workers and we're not headed towards a fluff factory. We might want to come up with some sort of a cover story on what we're doing. Maybe uh, scouting out uh, more f- uh, fluff factories or, or uh, fluff uh, marshmallow deposits. Uh. Or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we think there's a grand marshmallow deposit underneath the Trans-American a, like The fluff mine. The great fluff mine of San Francisco. Sounds like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, everyone knows about the fluff mines. That's besides the point. But <laughs> um, Well, you could uh, optionally choose to stop en route to your meeting with apparent meeting, hypothetically apparent meeting with the your, your contact to uh, get some different clothes. You could certainly afford to do that. To just some, like, yeah. jeans and t-shirts yes. and, or something. You know, maybe be a little more inconspicuous. Yes, I'll go for that. Alright. Um, I will purchase a blazer with patches in the pockets, a plaid shirt, a black knit tie, and jeans. Patches on the elbows? That's what I meant. Okay. All right. Uh, so you look you look like a, uh, a college professor, kind of. Yes. Befitting my scholarly nature. Yeah, I probably would wear um, leather. Like leather, like leather rock star pants. Yeah, and um, all black and fingerless gloves. <laughs> Big spender. And, uh, aviator glasses. Just and what kind of what kind of shirt? He's like a leather shirt. Thinks he's a with a leather jacket. Storm tight black uh, long sleeve shirt with leather jacket over. I guess just all black. Like a biker jacket or yeah, like Terminator, like the kind that the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay, so you're basically dressing like Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger in the Terminator. Okay, okay, yes. gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. And does Boomer wish to? Yeah, so he would. Um, Probably some sort of a kind of loose-fitting, but somewhat, I don't want to say dressy-looking sweatpants, but some sort of, uh, you know, casual, but not gross, baggy-looking sweatpants, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, And then, I don't know, like a nice, uh, maybe like a salmon polo, um, like the kind with the little dinosaur or the crocodile on the, on the... Thing. Okay, so, um, so so sweatpants with a polo. Yeah, interesting combination um, of, of then, business casual and casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, like a, a beige, one of those kind of heavy beige windbreakers. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I have like you know a couple pockets, um, and then like uh, I don't know, he might spring for uh, maybe like a felt, like a floppy felt fedora or something like that as well. Floppy felt fedora. I yeah. love the alliteration. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Nice. So, and what I co- figure like he'd be comfortable in that probably, yeah. Sounds I'd, good. What what color? I'm, I'm trying to imagine what color is the fedora. The, so the fedora, so he's got salmon shirt, kind of a beige coat. So probably maybe uh, like a, a, a like a light grayish plaid kind, okay. of, kind of thing. I'm almost, for some reason, I, I'm almost seeing Hunter S. Thompson, but I don't know why that is. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. 
Um, and then, uh, like, uh, you know, they had that, like, the diabetic shoes. Oh, okay. People, yeah, so probably <laughs> something in that area. You know, very, very comfortable, like, orthopedic. I mean, I'd, hopefully this wouldn't delay the thing, but he'd probably need to get some sort of orthopedic soles and, and everything in there. Well, so. I mean, I'm sure that they've got, you yeah, know, a, a machine that you stand on and it, yeah. like, analyzes your feet and then the yeah. 3D prints a shoe or whatever out of the yeah, perfect got, soft material. The, the corns and, and bunions and stuff to worry about, so. It's, Boomer's bunions. <laughs> Well, tonight on Boomer's Bunions. <laughs> <laughs> Heart-wrenching uh, tale of loss in the American <laughs> I need to amend my costume because I'm going to... I forgot that... You know, I still wear the very thick glasses, so I need to get some cool clip-on shades. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he never did uh, Never did go, go for the contacts, so... Yeah, they don't make them... Thick enough, you know. He'd be like sticking out of his eyeballs. He wouldn't be able to close his eyes or blink or anything. <laughs> nice. All right. So. And I would want to make sure so the windbreaker's baggy enough um, so that I could have the thing and it not be very obvious. I uh, gotcha. No problem. No oh, problem. He's a thing. <laughs> you need not worry about the thing. I don't have any problems with very tight. Closed. Did someone mention my thing is not very large? <laughs> I don't think that. Well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> does that does that mean he's he's? Um, uh, I can't think of any anything that would rhyme with Dicky to to right up to, yeah. <laughs> to Everybody's minds were spinning on that. Okay, so uh, everybody's got their uh, outfits sorted. And uh, I assume you proceed then down the street in the direction of the Transamerican. Did we do we have some sort of cover story or idea? I mean, we're just regular people now walking around. I wish I could remember the name of my doctor character. Doctor Otto Otto von Hammer. That's right. Boy, you've got a great memory, Dicky. You're Doctor Otto von Hammer. I'm your research assistant, Fabio. Oh, I remember him. He was a fine-looking fellow. I'm, I'm speaking of the Italian uh, Formula One race car driver, of course. Oh, not uh, not the model with the, the goose to the nose thing. That was no, but he also modeled for the cover of several Druids of Dragondale modules, so I am familiar <laughs> with the gentleman that you're you're speaking with. He was a Larry Lorax's wife was a fan. It's a whole backstory there. Yeah, I know. so you be Dr. Otto von Hammer, and I'll be your research assistant, Fabio, and uh, and you be the geologist, you be the eminent geologist, Dr. Emil Gerard. All right, Dickie? Okay. You're an eminent geologist, you're looking for fluff deposits. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Fluff, uh, I'm doing some surveys. And I'm merely so, a research oh, okay. assistant. Yeah. Well, that, that seems to check out, I think, yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Otto von Hammer and Fabio. Do- doctor. Yes, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Doctor Otto von Hammer, Fabio, and uh, Boomer, who d- I guess doesn't get. No, I am Doctor Otto von. Hammer. Oh, yeah. you're Doctor Otto von Hammer. Yes. Oh, I've always, you're, I've the, always, you're the research. I'm the research assistant. And who's Dicky? Dicky is uh, the eminent <laughs> geologist, Doctor Emil Gerard. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I I, I was confused clearly. I don't know why it makes so much perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> All right, so um, you guys proceed toward the Transamerica Pyramid, and uh, there are people 
not constantly, but you know, occasionally someone will walk out the door, walk, you know, walk in, whatever. So I mean, it looks like it's just open to the public. It's not like you're gonna have to pass a security checkpoint, uh, at least not to get in the door. It doesn't seem like. At what at this point in this timeline, what is the purpose of the building? Uh, well, it houses uh, several it's like several different offices of companies and stuff that still manage to eke out some kind of uh, business. Um, so, but yeah, it's just offices basically. Okay. And uh, so you walk into the door, and uh, you see a large bank of elevators. Um, and I believe you were told to go to the 32nd floor correct so you hop into one of the elevators that uh, goes that high uh, I've never been that high before except on marshmallow, oh, exactly. marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> on marshmallow floor. Yeah. I was gonna say I remember uh, some pretty wild nights back there in Moonstone Hill so uh, you find the bank of elevators that, that go that high because you know, they, they don't all. <clears throat> and um, push the button and uh, wait. And you make a perception rolls. This will be sight-based. Rolling a d10? Oh. Yes. I must have been cleaning my glasses because I don't notice anything. I rolled a 10. I made it. And we want to get under? Under or yep. at. Yep. I got it. Um, it, it seems a little surprising. You would think in a building this big with this many people going around, you would generally expect to see surveillance, but you don't. Hmm. My kind of building. And, um, it's rather strange, but I don't. So the elevator uh, opens, and you get in, and you push the button for the 32nd floor, and perhaps your ears pop as you are whisked upwards and the elevator stops when it arrives on the 32nd floor and the door opens into a little hallway where you can oh gentlemen this is where the uh, this is where the end of my instructions come so it's all on our intuition from here right this is where you hand us off to the people that are going to take us to the Death right, camps. right to the, to the marshmallow death camp. I mean, what? <laughs> You're gonna get fluff boarded. <laughs> no, not that. Not again. <laughs> I used to fluff board myself back in the day, but <laughs> so uh, you guys step out of the elevator and you immediately see on your right um, a desk. Uh, like a reception desk, uh, behind which is sitting a twenty-something-looking uh, attractive young woman with dark hair and, and uh, fairly pale skin, and um, she's sitting well, you behind. You said dark hair and pale skin. Yeah. And vampire. Um, very interesting. <laughs> vampire. Obviously. And, and she's filing. She's filing her fingernails, looking looking fairly bored because they would naturally grow very long and sharp. Are there any mirrors or reflective surfaces in the area? Like uh, the way you, this man thinks. Well, there are, as a matter of fact, because they're on the wall behind her. Um, are several framed 
uh, gold and platinum records, and the sign above them says Uber Songs and Sundries. <laughs> letter from prison. Well, never mind. It's just a long story. I'm just saying there are these time-traveling song-stealing vampires. That's supposed to be a thing. It's an urban myth, but you never know. Well, aliens were one time an urban myth, so I, it's, anything's possible. The old man speaks the truth. And um, this girl who's filing her nails seems to notice you talking, and she kind of looks up at you kind of stops filing her nails and she uh, points her thumb around the corner behind her and says she's expecting you all the way back straight through and no snooping around she warned me you were snoopers I'm watching you I'd never dream of it who could this she be usually uh, women aren't expecting me I don't know who it could be. <laughs> Sorry, I was self-censoring about 30 <laughs> jokes that <laughs> popped into my head there. Right. right. All, all right. Uh, thank you. What would you say your name was, miss? Beatrice. Beatrice. Oh, I knew a Beatrice. Do you know the Beatrice that used to live in Texas? <laughs> uh, down, uh, she had a had a small house south of Austin, I think it was, and she used to uh, she raised sheep. Do you, re- do you remember Beatrice? Hey, I've never I've never been to Texas, old man. Oh, oh, my mistake then. The hell. She like shakes her head and starts filing her nails again, looking very <laughs> confused. And slightly, perhaps, irritated. (laughs) And don't forget, I'm watching you, she says, pointing at the little bank of monitors. bloodsucker. I say that under my breath. Clearly. Clearly. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time since I've seen one of those. Yep. A mirror proves nothing. As we all know. She doesn't like to be kept waiting. All, All right, right, let's go. go. Oh, we can only move so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she has motioned you kind of around the corner to her actually left. Um, and uh, you walk around the corner and you can see there is a, a door straight back this little hallway. Um, and on it, it says president. And then there are two other doors Uh on either side of this little hallway one of them is on the left side and it looks like a very heavy sort of reinforced door and it's got a very small window at just about eye level and there's a uh, a, a red light um, above it uh, which is on and uh, then there's another door across from that which just looks like a normal normal door did she tell us which door we were supposed to go to she said all the way through straight back Okay. Which door is straight back? The one that says President on it that's just straight down the hall. At the end of the hall. Oh, okay. We'll go no. see El Presidente. Yeah. And uh, and you're and and you will will avoid actually avoid snooping. Well, I was just thinking. Very. 
Well, they specifically told us they're watching us. I, w I wouldn't want to give them the satisfaction of snooping. They said we're snoopers. More like detectives. Yeah. Dark Knight detectives. We get to the bottom of things. We do. We can't help it. No, it's in our nature. But we're not going to give them the satisfaction. Let's not snoop yet. We'll snoop later. All right. So you go st walk straight back towards the door that says President on it. And you knock or do you just open it? Open it. I go open. Yeah. Just walk right in. Okay, you open the door, and there is a, uh, a desk in here, and some more, you know, uh, records on the walls and stuff. And it's not a very large office. It's pretty small, actually. Uh, smaller than you would have thought for a president of a big company, although perhaps it's not a big company. You don't, you don't know. Um, and the, there is a, uh, a dark-haired woman sitting in it, or what you assume is a dark-haired woman sitting in a chair, um... She's not facing you. She's facing away from you. Um, but, you know, the chair sort of starts to spin around as you walk into the room. And there are a couple chairs, you know, you can sit in. And um, this woman uh, spins around and faces you. And uh, she's got a piece of paper in her hands. And she's kind of looking down at it. She looks up at you and says, Plunger, Dickie, it's nice to see you again. You! flip my uh, shades up on my glasses and say we meet again. I knew it. I assume you probably don't go by Plunger anymore. MG is MG. what they call me now. Ah, yes. And I'm also assuming this is uh, who we think it is. <laughs> yes, you recognize Tracy. And um, she reaches into her uh, pocket and, and pulls out a small business card which she slides across the desk towards you and it says uh, at the top it says uber songs and sundries and under that it says Tracy Estrada president and then Tracy uh, Estrada and then beneath that it says vamp A&R <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so brazenly displayed what's this Estrada business do you know something about Chip? Yes, we're married. That's that's our daughter, out front. What? I knew she had an attitude. Why? You, 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 you've named your daughter Beatrice? It's my grandmother's name. Oh, is she? <laughs> <laughs> the sheep raiser from Austin. Uh, no, no, no. They were they were from Romania. Oh. But 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 Chip is he's here. I, I can't believe he hasn't contacted us. If Chip is married to this thing, he's not the Chip we knew. Married to this thing? We know what you are. We knew it then, so and we know it now. You left us some clues, not very obvious, but I caught on to them. You were clever. You were clever, but not clever enough for a leather man and avenging Condor. What? What are you talking about? You're a bloodsucker. Oh, that again? Chip told me about that. Jeez, guys. Oh, you're still playing stupid, huh? Look, if, if you're really married to Chip, then where is he? He's at home. We live in the city here. House husband, eh? Where's home? Is it... The Tenderloin? Yeah, okay. Well, what's... Well, go ahead and say what you brought us here for, then. I'm more than intrigued, I'll tell you that much. Well, 
As you might have noticed, the world is pretty fucked up. You've been older than Chip, aren't you? I always say A couple here. years, right? You ever worry what's going to happen when uh, you start aging? I'm a little, yeah, a little older. Yeah. A little older. All right. Well, okay. But does she I, look? I mean, she could live longer than me. That's true. I mean, I, mean, she, I, I feel like that's a little bit ageist. I don't. I, <laughs> live a thousand years or more. Oh, How closely Christ. does she look to what we remember her looking like? She looks like she's aged just as much as you guys. Well, of course she would, wouldn't she? She'd take steps to... Makeup. Yeah, makeup. Obviously. I don't know anything about makeup, but... Uh, <laughs> wipe that, that scar can, off your face. That, was gonna, it yeah, be done. that being said, I'm not so sure that adult Plunger and Dickie would be quite so easily convinced of uh, vampirism, but... <laughs> well, I mean, if they want to it's, believe... It's vampirism that they know was true back when they were kids. People hold on to that. That's true. Ever. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, I know you seem to think I'm a vampire, even though you're adults now. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, Chip told me all about it, you know, you guys and your crazy theories. But I'm not a vampire. But, it, well, well, we'll get to that. But, as I was saying, the world is fucked up. You might have noticed. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like this. Okay. It's not supposed to be like this. You don't need to tell us, sister. We know. Are we safe to talk here? Are we being monitored? This room is, is safe. I assume you close the door. Now, mm-hmm. should we check this young woman for wires? My daughter? Or me? You, uh, you're still a young woman. Why don't you give her a good frisk, Dickie? Right. I don't think I need a Dickie frisk, but all right. You can, <laughs> you can frisk me if you want. If you, if you insist, Dickie. Careful there. That's Chip's lady. I have to warm up my hands because I don't want them freezing on her cold, dead skin. <laughs> <laughs> Do the old Mr. Miyagi. Um, all right. So yeah, you, 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 you frisk her. I assume in a not rapey way, and um, yeah, she's not. Doesn't seem to be wearing a wire. Or anything. Make a perception. I spoke too soon. Now she does not seem to be wearing a wire. But if you had you failed, you she would have been convinced that she was. So, can we talk freely? All right, let's talk. Let's talk freely then. Have a free flow. So. My grandfather started this company in the 1950s, and he may have employed some people that you would recognize uh, as what you seem to think I am. Um, And they used to... um, do things and bring reports from certain uh, places about how things were, and this is not how things are supposed to be. Do you get what I'm saying? I think so. Listen, sister, just flat out lay it on the line. You don't need to talk in riddles with us. You just declared the existence of vampires. 
yes. And they, they might occasionally be inclined to travel through, tra- travel through time to find great songs and then deliver them to points it. in history when they, in their professional opinion, they could become the biggest most marketable hits and we had hits throughout the 90s and the 2000s not just an urban myth I knew it and they would come and tell us how great things were in the 2010s and the 2020s and and this is not what they told us so third line vampires (laughs) no I think I think we got in some fucked up alternate timeline somehow I think you're right and I think it might be our fault We failed to act on the information we had back then. We did everything we could. We're just kids. Yeah, but now we know then what we know. Now we know now what we knew then that we wish we could know then that now we know. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Makes perfect sense. So you're saying you can... These vampires can travel through time literally. You're confirming this. They could. But they can't. And, and I don't know. I assume they still could. They can, but they're not around anymore. I mean, they've all disappeared after the fucking aliens came. Well, how did they travel through time? I don't know. They're vampires. They're magic. So where do we come in? Well, <clears throat> as you may have noticed, there's a, something of a movement. Huh? Yes, movement. Uh, and... Um, after those triple bypass burgers we had last <laughs> night, you can bet there's been some movement. That's probably true, yes. <laughs> so, I thought, or I should say, we thought, that you guys were our best candidate for a project that we have going on. Well, obviously, that's the, that's the first intelligent thing we've heard you say yet. So, we're your best bet. So... Uh, as you may know, uh, we have a stockpile of alien tech stored in a facility in Nevada. I knew it! And we've used this tech and fused it with our own knowledge to build what we think could be capable of sending people back or forward in time. Oh, me, 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 me. Me, send me. Well, we we, I mean, we are you awfully eager, Mister M G. But I think we, I think it would be possible to send both of you, just not at the same time, because I mean, it's, you know, we got to do. It's only one person can fit in the thing, and you know, and whatever, and then when they're gone, then we can do that. So, so you're saying that there's only one set of this alien technology that can send people back in time? Well, we've only managed to construct one uh, machine so far. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Where, where about in Nevada did, did you say this was? It's north of Las Vegas. A couple hours north of Las Vegas, just outside of Rachel. Uh, in a facility that uh, is known as Groom Lake or Area 51. Or, oh, uh, yeah. I, I was raised on that story. Well, you know, the real activity actually Site called S4. Uh, that's where. Uh, that's well. That's where they actually have the aliens spaceships. Oh, I've, it's I've, part of the overall uh, Area 51. Oh, oh I've, I've 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 read the Stryker report. I'm fully familiar. Yeah. So, 
What we need you to do is to get to this facility. And I... We... We can probably get you to Las Vegas. Well, that's easy enough. But I don't know that we can get you... I mean, once we get you there, it's gonna kind of be up to you to get uh, to the actual facility. Now, we want to take the old man with us. He's got a brain buried behind those roomy eyes. <laughs> they're, they're very dreamy. My, ba- my baby blues. That's what I meant to right, say. Right. Dreamy, yes. Sleepy, dreamy. <laughs> so... I mean, they, they call me old blue eyes. I did spend a fair amount of time in Las Vegas as a younger man, so... Well, he's got all that change, and uh, so, so that will that'll be fine for the 1980s, because we'll hit Starbright Arcade first thing we do. He's got a whole bag of quarters there, just to, just to get the nerves out. Sometimes I think you're still that kid back in Jupiter Springs, that chubby kid. Not while I've grown into a hardened man. I'll tell you what, I'm not a chubby kid anymore. I'm a chubby man. <laughs> and I'm all man. And I'm going to prove it by showing you my penis. <laughs> and, and I don't have any uh, artificial parts, if you know what I'm saying, Dicky. I would say the same thing aside from the pacemaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably needs hearing aids, all too. What? All <laughs> oh, man, lady. <laughs> So, um, so I can, I can get you to Las Vegas fairly easily. All right. But the easiest way to do that is going to be actually for you to, and I hate to send you backtracking, but to go to Jupiter and visit my guy there. He's a great forger and he can get you passes to Vegas. Now that's the most direct route. And from there, um, and he maybe will even get you a gun or two. Possibly. Oh, what, would, what would we need a gun for? Yes, we're martial artists. We eschew the use of uh, unless you have a laser yourself. gun. Unless you have a laser gun. Well, do they aliens have any tech like that around that you've captured? Uh, they don't come down here anymore. Well, you said you had alien technology. Yes, but that's not from. As far as we know, not from oh, these aliens. That's all aliens. kinds of aliens. Oh, that's from... More than one breed. Area 51 collected alien... Makes right. perfect no. sense. All right. Yes, well, yeah, we... Surely we, there's some lasers in there. We'll go back and see this fellow. Who's this forger you know in Jupiter? Uh, his name's Spivey. Spivey. Okay. Spivey, Spivey. Sounds good. Sounds like a forger's name. Well, the future worked uh, out well for him. <laughs> yeah, in this timeline, yeah, anyway. In this timeline, he wasn't beaten to death. <laughs> right. I guess, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like... All right, Tracy. Yes? You've got, yourself a, you've got yourselves a deal. But here's a message you give from us to Chip. You tell him, real friends stick together. We expect to hear from him when this is said and done. Well, if everything goes according to plan, um, you won't be here <laughs> to uh, to talk to him. So, Aren't you worried that you're going to lose your husband? That things won't quite work out the way you they did this time? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I don't know. I, I assume 
maybe I, I just don't know. I don't know how it's. I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, maybe this timeline just evaporates and disappears and never happens, or maybe it gets fixed, or maybe I, I just I, I don't know enough about it to to know what the hell's going to happen exactly. But I think this is our best shot. I agree. I agree with you. And give Chip our give Chip our love. I'm I'm ready to lay it all on the line. This timeline ceases to exist. Uh, I'll just fade out. But uh, fade to black, man. There's just no reason. The world's better off if uh, a world that doesn't need Bloody Dicky is better. <laughs> no world needs Bloody Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So once you get back in time, now we don't know how the aliens got. Marshmallow fluff, okay? Chip doesn't think that you guys had anything to do with it. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure we, we sure didn't. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty uh, careful. Uh, oh. But ideally, once you get back there, you should track down how they got it and stop them from getting it if you can. Poison it before they get it if you can. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, whatever you got to do. You got it. I, I hear you. Responsible for. I mean, we were pretty cavalier with leaving the yeah. jars around. Back then, we'd get like a can of marshmallow fluff. We assume it was going to last us all weekend, and then you know, an hour later, we're we're there at uh, the Piggly Wiggly buying more Sprawlmart. Sprawlmart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we're hoarding it in the caves and everything. And yeah, it was pretty bad. So they could have gotten their hands. We could have. We 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 could have become frightened in the caves and dropped our marshmallow floor. This could all be our fault. We have a chance to fix it now. Alright, yeah, we better get back to Old Man, are you going to come with us? Uh, yes, at this point, uh, I would much, I'd much rather go back to being a spry. What what, what time was this again? The, the original the eight, bikes. 80s. 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, 30 years younger and being able to feel my feet. That would be, that would be great. So, I don't think it de-ages you. But we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> You'll have to uh, find your younger self. No, uh, you can't talk to your younger <laughs> self. Any contact between us could total could make things worse. We have to try to we have to try to do this in such a way. Oh, who knows? Maybe I've seen too many movies. <laughs> Tracy was right about one thing. We don't know enough about how time travel works to know what could happen. Well, if you th- if you think if I'm reading between the lines and you think that you might have been the. Uh, the responsible parties for giving them this marshmallow fluff. Well, allegedly or hypothetically. And then what, uh, how would you be able to interact or stop it without yeah. visiting your past self? We might have to uh, disguise ourselves and uh, that's, the only re- that's the only way I can think of. Yeah, well, uh, your, your past selves don't know me. That's true. I could be a quite a, quite an intimidating individual, especially <laughs> to little kids. I don't know. We were pretty tough little. We were pretty tough kids. We were bad seeds. Well, I mean, it was little Dicky and Plunger. I'm not sure how much toughness that inspires. <laughs> I know how I would handle you if I was young, Dicky. I'd just shine a light in, into those baby blue of yours, <laughs> baby blue eyes, and uh, and then go in there and. Kick your low-hanging nutsack, <laughs> and that'd be the end of it. Punt it right off his body. 
<laughs> well, let's hope I'm a step faster than little Dicky. Dicky the nut punter. I wouldn't count on it. No, but I think young Plunger would listen to what you have to say. I've always been a curious fellow. So I say let's get back to Jupiter Springs and see this Spivey character. Get the passes we what need. Are we, what are we, tell us more about this Spivey character. Who, what, what are we getting into here? Uh, well, all I know is he's a, a forger. Um, we, we've, he's worked for... Uh, for us here in the res- resistance for uh, some time, um, and uh, I think he may have been incarcerated at some point. Um, I'm, but I, I really don't know. I, I've never even met him personally. I just, you know, I always send people there when they need to get stuff forged. That's right. She's the spider at the center of the web. Mm, kind of on the side, but yeah. All right, Tracy. We'll get back to this whole vampire business later after we save the world. Yeah, it's just pretty uh, strange that uh, she's telling us vampires do exist, but somehow she's not one, even though she meets all the criteria. Like what, I s- because I have pale skin and dark hair? She admits uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's save the world first, then we'll worry about saving Chip's soul. They might go hand in hand, so let's... Wiser uh, words were never spoken to a friend. Let's... How are we getting transported to Las Vegas? We, well, they can take care of that, but... Oh, I see. Yeah, let's... Let's, uh... Head on out, then. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead and take the train back to Jupiter and look up Spivey. Well, she gives you an address yeah. uh, to visit, which is uh, a small fairly ramshackle uh, house um, in the, what is probably still known as Sugarbush. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, All the memories. Yeah, so uh, you guys uh, leave your meeting with Tracy, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and uh, go back down the elevator. Uh, Beatrice just watches you go, kind of Miles and gives you the nod. Say hi to your dad for me. You guys know my dad? Yeah, well, possibly, if it's who your mom says it is. <laughs> uh, she pulls out a, a little device, much like this, and uh, flips over to a picture that looks like a middle-aged chip. Oh, boy. And, yeah, and her, like, right. kind of, like, standing there, like, smiling. That's him, all right. Is this indoors or outdoors where this picture's taken? Outdoors. Yeah, well, still a daywalker, of course. <laughs> you know, if uh, if we succeed in our mission, get ready, because you're going to be half Korean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, man, that's a lot of assumptions about what happens with them. Anyway. It is. <laughs> um all right, so you guys uh, get back in the elevator and descend uh, back down to street did, level. So did she... She mentioned guns. Was that from Spivey? Yeah. Or the, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. she said that Spivey... She thought that Spivey might be able to get you some, some guns. And guns may or may not be necessary, but... Um, well, we'll just find out, I suppose. Right. And uh, so you um, head back to the train station in San Francisco and uh, take the train to Jupiter. And of course, and I forgot to mention, um, but I'm, it may have been 
obvious or implied, but um, you know, you can't even get on the train until you show them the, the, right. your ID or, or your pass or whatever. Yeah. And this is ostensibly so they can help you find the right train, but really it's so you don't go anywhere they don't want you to go. Right. Um, and uh, you, of course, your identification shows you live in Jupiter, and uh, so they are happy to let you on the train, and uh, you ride back to Jupiter Springs uneventfully, and by the time you get back there, it's probably getting into evening-ish time. Um, That's good. uh, You probably still have time to visit Spivey before the end of the day if you would like. Oh, yes. Let's waste no time. Alright, well I don't want to stay too long. I'll have to Well you can go on. if you go ahead and turn in if you want. No, 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 no. that's okay. But you're gonna stay up, you're gonna have it's gonna be a, a late I night for need, you. I might need a, a second cup of coffee for the for that. He just blew past dinner time at three fifteen. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Alright, so um, you get back to Jupiter Springs and uh, walk through the train station. Um, and Sugarbush is not that far of a walk, so you could just walk straight to Spivey's oh, at this point. Oh, man, that, that doesn't sound appealing at all. <laughs> Don't worry, old man. It'll be all right. Well, this someone, be- I trust you young young whippersnappers will carry me we'll if I get too piggy- tired. Yeah, so. we'll give you a piggyback ride if we need to. Okay. You too said bad. it was pretty short, right? Yeah. Too bad we still don't have those bikes we used to have. We need some men's bikes to get to, after we get to Vegas. We can take some hogs out into the desert. Maybe get a sidecar right. for me. <laughs> I've always thought that would be great. Yeah, a little sidecar with an old man in it. That just fits my whole fits my whole vibe. It could be. You should get like it would be like a tandem hog with like a sidecar. So like like there one, we go. <laughs> like there another go. set of handlebars behind. And those are probably just laying around everywhere to be lifted on the streets of Las so. Vegas. I would think so. Yes, yeah, right, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you find the address. Um, that uh, Tracy gave you. And as I said, it's kind of a ramshackle little piece of crap house here in, in the bush. Um, and uh, you go up and just knock on the door. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you knock on the door, and uh, a voice says, Come on in. Spivey, I presume? Correct. Hey. Chip sent us. Chip? Tracy's husband. <laughs> oh, Tracy. Tra- Tra- um, Tracy, the, the, the yes. char- charming young woman in uh, real, San really, Francisco. Yeah, really uh, pale, really dark hair. Yeah, come, come. Like strangely pale. Come on in. Like too pale. He says. All right. And uh, I presume you walk in. Yes, yes. We're going to spike. I'm going to uh, do like a sort of um, cautionary maneuvers when I walk in there just kind of get on the like immediately put my back against the inside wall I don't know just look stupid (laughs) (laughs) okay well you guys walk in and and Dickie does his his his, like police clearing the room routine or whatever let him do his business he knows what he's doing I'll probably help with that Boomer's former military so fair enough you're gonna like Break a leg or an ankle or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go into the military, I but I'm do sure. It very slowly. <laughs> certain I would have been assigned to military intelligence had I had I gone in. 
So you guys walk in the door and uh, you see this guy, this pretty old guy, maybe not boomer old, but getting there. Uh, and he's sitting in a, uh, a comfy looking recliner, uh, which is not currently reclined, uh, rocking back and forth in a dimly lit room um, with a large desk um, with all kinds of paintbrushes and pens and just all sorts of, you know, art supplies, basically. And uh, he motions to a dusty couch. Feel free to have a seat if you like. Yes, we will. Thank you. I'll stand. Thank you. It it takes me a while to get down and up, so I'll probably also just stand. Well, suit yourselves, I suppose. Um, So, what can I do for you? We're told that you can get us passes for Las Vegas. Okay. We need passes for Las Vegas, and my friends here will require firearms. I myself, my body is a living weapon. I will need no gun. That Tai Chi stuff is not going to work. You know, I'm sorry uh, to tell you. I'm not even talking about the Tai Chi. I've been re. I trust me. <laughs> All right. With one touch of the finger to the right part of the anatomy, I can render a man completely immobile. Called the, it's called the stink finger, and it's a move that is <laughs> classic. Well, I guess that does make sense. And you notice Spivey kind of eyeing you. Something strange about me, Spivey? You just look a little familiar, that's all. Well, I heard you were incarcerated. Perhaps you know one Melvin Grubb? Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yes, he was a great man. He's my uncle. Huh. I'm told I'm the very living image of him. Interesting. So, you say you're going to uh, Vegas, huh? That's right. Sin City, baby. And I will require arms. Preferably laser guns. Well, I don't have any laser guns. Damn it. But I, uh, we were told you had laser guns. I'm afraid I do not have laser guns. Sorry. At least have a laser sight. Yeah. Laser sight we could probably do. Well, that'll, that'll have to do. And uh, would, would you say your name was Merlin? Just call me MG. MG. Okay. Um, I think, I think you, better, you better take the gun, just in case. All right, if you insist. But uh, you're going to want to keep these, uh, you know, out of sight, so All to say, right. so to speak. And he hands you guys a couple guns, and he says, So, uh, you come back here, I'll work on these all night. And you come back here in the morning, and uh, I'll have them ready for you. And you want to go straight Jupiter Springs to Vegas? Yeah. Yes. All right. I believe that's going to be a... Uh, 9.30 train tomorrow morning, so... We'll be back bright and early. Yeah. Boomer here is going to wake us up at 4.30. That's, that's true, <laughs> yes. We're going to have some coffee and donuts with some old boys down at the Price Chopper, and then we're going to start our <laughs> day. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so... The question I have, then, is are you going back to the barracks? I should Never. also mention that your notoriety has gone up to three since you did not show up for work. Good. 
you know where we should sleep tonight. They might be looking for us at the barracks. Yep. We need to go back to my old house. See what's above the garage. See if it's even yeah. still there. I was kind of thinking my house. It's, you know, probably still a lot nicer than your place. And Your house has probably become the residence of some corporate stooge for the aliens. No offense, Mr. Boomer. Uh, no, not, not really a corporate stooge. Plus, as everyone knows, the the uh, the room above the garage has always always been our headquarters. Yeah, that's true. Wonder if that old ham radio still works. I don't know, but it's probably probably someone else but lives there now. And those frequencies are probably banned. We can't use it anyways. Well, maybe. So you're expecting us, some stranger, to let us. Well, maybe we can just sneak into that. That's the what I'm saying. Detached garage. And That's what there. I'm saying. Well, let's walk by there. It's not far from here anyway. No, it is not. It's only a few blocks, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> and uh, so you walk over to your uh, grandmother's former residence. And. Um, oh, I miss Grandma. It does not appear to be occupied at all, as far as you can tell. And it has fallen as such into uh, you know a state of disrepair as has the uh, detached garage but it doesn't you don't think anybody's gonna care or notice if you just walk in is the carving on the tree still there I mean it's probably grown over quite a bit but can you still tell where something was once carved on it Ooh, make a perception roll that's a strange symbol that started this whole mess Yes, I see if there's one there or not. You are pretty sure you can detect where... The, the, I mean, it's not where it was. nearly as apparent, because it has, of course, been grown over, but you can tell that it was definitely there at one point. All right. Well, let's go upstairs. And you think my... Uh, is it hoping too much to hope that my laser disc player is still up there and intact? my copy of John Carpenter's They Live. I think so, but, well, we don't know. <laughs> and the thing with the extra 15 minutes of Wolf or Brimley wrestling with the rubber thing. And you could have been the last occupants of this place. I think we probably were. And uh, that is confirmed when you enter the uh, detached garage. And um, there's still some stuff... Some old Dingleberries flyers in the yeah, corner. Yeah, Dingleberries flyers, <laughs> yellowed Dingleberries flyers, hanging up, and uh, um, and indeed, um, that you. What a, what a coincidence! You do find a, uh, of course. Uh, well, would it be now uh, a VHS tape of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing? Oh, yes. Well, this is what I was talking about. I'm, listen to me. I'm lifting again. <laughs> this is, it's like going back to my childhood. Although we could get a chance to do that literally soon enough. So maybe I should cool my jets. Let's just get some sleep. We, I should have some sleeping bags around here somewhere. We'll give the old man the couch. That's oh, very kind. All right. That's down in the practice space. We'll climb the ladder to the loft. We're yeah, don't make the old man climb the ladder. It'll just no. fall and break a hip. No, he can sleep on the couch where Derek used to bang all those groupies back in the day. <laughs> oh, I'd like to sanitize the couch first, <laughs> if possible. I, uh... <laughs> Just be glad we don't have any black lights in here anymore. <laughs> 
so I assume it's like there's no power or anything like that. No, there like, is uh, unfortunately not any power. Now there there is power to other places. They have lights on and other right. houses and stuff. But yeah, it's does been it, turned off. Does here. it look like there's been any sort of in, in other intrusion or things other than by like rodents and stuff? Right. Because like there's stuff been sort of chewed here and there, you know, and you can see bite marks and teeth marks and stuff and and ra- or mouse shit and whatever. And raccoons have probably come in and looked for food and shit. But yeah, other than that, no, not really. There's not like any any people have really been here in in quite a long time. Interesting. All right, then. Well, looks like these sleeping bags are still here. Probably shake them out real good. There could be some rat poop in them. Could make it could make you spend safe points for that, but I won't. We'll just say that yeah, yeah. Sleeping bags are here. Yeah, they're a little musty. Yeah, at some point before whether it's this evening or in the morning, would definitely want to go through and scavenge any particular items that might be of use from here on our trip. Okay, well, if you would like um, to have, well, and, and I. I, I I, I brain farted whether Spivey gave you both guns already. I, yes, I have one. I wrote okay, one yeah. Then, yeah, I thought he thought he had, but I wasn't sure. Um, <clears throat> and so, if you wanted to spend save points to find things that could be here, that would be totally a thing to do. Well, I'm gonna save mine. I want to save my save points because I think I might get shot mm-hmm. and need them. And I don't know what. This is going to be all about brains and guts. So, anyway, I say we get some shut-eye. In the morning, we go see Spivey, catch that train to Sin City, and then we go back to the past. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right, well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up uh, for this episode right here. And... uh, Next time, we'll head off to Las Vegas and see how the hell you're going to get from there to Area 51, because it's a pretty long fucking way when there's not a lot of cars and shit. Sounds so. like we figured that out already with the tandem That's motorcycle right. sidecar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's <laughs> if, if I remember this same world, somewhere not far from here, there's an airplane as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. That's true, and there is an airport where there might be airplanes. Um, that would be a very interesting <laughs> thing to try to do. But uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Unlike our previous guest, Zach actually listens to this that's podcast. Right. That's yeah, right. So, yeah, he knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think any any of the other ones actually ever listened to the episodes they weren't on. So <laughs> that's true. That's mm. true. All right, well... Uh, I don't think that Thrasimachus even listened to the ones he was on. He might not have. Yeah, and I, I can know. say that because he's not listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I am excited to see uh, what happens uh, en route to or in uh, Las Vegas and uh, places further afield. So uh, join us next time for Las Vegas. Maybe. Maybe.